Hi again, everybody. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for downloading the Bengals Booth Podcast, the We've Only Just Begun edition, as we take an in-depth look at Saturday's preseason opener at Kansas City, the unofficial start of the Zach Taylor era. Coming up, you'll hear radio replays from the game, locker room comments from players and coaches, and Dave Lapham will join me for post-game analysis. Plus, in this week's Fun Facts conversation, it's cornerback Dre Kirkpatrick on a wide variety of topics ranging from growing up a preacher's kid in Alabama to what would surprise us about his college coach, Nick Saban. All of that is straight ahead, but first, here's a quick reminder that you can have the latest edition of this podcast delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean. It's the greatest invention since refrigerated Kit Kats. One of the many perks of traveling with the Bengals is that our awesome flight attendants pass out candy bars on the flight home. For me, that means grabbing a king-size Kit Kat, placing it in the freezer when I get home, and then enjoying the refrigerated goodness in the days that follow. But here's a key warning. Don't put a Snickers in the freezer. You might lose a tooth. Now let's get to football. Many of the Bengals' best players didn't take the field in the preseason opener at Kansas City, including A.J. Green, Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, Tyler Eifert, Geno Atkins, Carl Lawson, and Will Jackson, either due to injury or to make sure they don't get hurt in a game that doesn't count. But Andy Dalton did take the field. It's important for him to get at least some live experience with Zach Taylor calling the plays, and things could not have gone better on the Bengals' opening drive. Third down and 11 at the Kansas City 40-yard line. Auden Tate goes in motion out to the right just outside the numerals. Shotgun snap. Dalton looking left. Now dumps it off to a running back for a screen. Travion Williams charging up the numerals. He'll pick up a first down on third and 11. He gets tackled at the Kansas City 27. Dalton floats one for Tate. He high points the ball and he pulls it in. He's tackled inside the one. It will be first and goal as Auden Tate used his height to pull it in over Charvarius Ward. Travion Williams remains the running back. Dalton gives it to him again and Williams goes low and takes it into the end zone for an opening touchdown for Cincinnati. We are in the locker room with rookie running back Travion Williams. Let the record show. The Bengals scored a touchdown on their opening drive of the preseason, and you scored it in your first NFL preseason game. You got an ear-to-ear grin. It's a great moment. Man, it's crazy. You know, growing up, you have wishes of playing in the NFL, and then just like just walking on the field before the game. You know, just thinking like, wow, this is this is actually happening. You know, me being in my first NFL game and then being able to score that NFL touchdown in my debut is you know it's a blessing. So I thank God and um, thank my teammates and thank this organization for giving me the opportunity. It was a 14-play, 75-yard touchdown drive that chewed up nearly half of the first quarter. Dalton went 7 for 9 for 80 yards and only made one bad throw, slightly underthrowing Josh Malone on what would have been a 39-yard touchdown. Yeah, it just surprised me a little bit. I wasn't ready to, to really get it out there, and so uh, I left it short, unfortunately. that The drive sh- shouldn't have been a 15-play drive. It should have been a 10-play drive, but uh, I mean, for us to overcome, overcome that too, but um, yeah, it was close considering that it's Zach's debut, was it cool to go back to the sideline after the opening drive and essentially say, okay, 
How's that? Yeah, I, I thought it was good. You know, obviously happy for him. Um, you know, to to get the ball, kick, get the kickoff, and drive down and score a touchdown. I think that's uh, that's what you want to do. I mean, first time being a head coach, first time out there. Um, you know, calling plays for us. It's you want to score every time you got the ball, and so uh, for us to do it in the first one was, was big. Dalton was done after one drive, and then the NFL's reigning MVP took his turn. 23-year-old Patrick Mahomes started the Chiefs' first drive with a 37-yard laser to Travis Kelsey. That was the big strike on a seven-play, 83-yard touchdown drive. Second and goal from the one for KC. Mahomes takes a shotgun snap. It's a handoff to Hyde, and he thunders into the end zone for a Kansas City touchdown. Mahomes was four for four for 66 yards and also had a 10-yard run. Here's Bengals linebacker Hardy Nickerson on why the Chiefs are so darn hard to defend. They, they come out in all type of formations, all type of different plays, different runs, um, with passes, combos off of it. So it was a lot of it was a lot of plays on the perimeter, you know, chasing sideline to sideline. Um, definitely some we see a lot kind of in our offense. So it was it was. Uh, it's one of those games where you're running a lot, you get a little tired. I would think more like exhausted from chasing the fastest team on offense in the NFL. The Chiefs already had Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins. In the second round of the draft this year, they selected wide receiver Mecole Hardman out of Georgia, who ran a 4-3-3-40 at the Combine. Here's a jet sweep, Hardman to the 10, the 5, and into the end zone for a Kansas City touchdown. That gave the Chiefs a 14-7 lead and a field goal in the final minute of the second quarter made it 17-7 KC. The Chiefs were the highest scoring team in the NFL last year and when the Bengals faced them in week seven, Cincinnati didn't force a single punt. The Bengals forced four of them on Saturday night, but since it was a preseason game, the sure-handed Alex Erickson was not the Bengals punt returner. Phillips waits for this punt back at the 25. This one much better. Phillips backpedaling, good hang time. He oh. drops it at the 19. This time it does not bounce right back into his stomach. There's a pile at the 19-yard line. Kansas City. And the Chiefs recover. It's a killer. Two plays after the second muffed punt of the night by Darius Phillips, Chase Litton threw a touchdown pass to Darwin Thompson, giving the Chiefs a 24-7 lead. The Bengals got three points back on a 47-yard field goal by Tristan Vizcano in his NFL preseason debut. The next time the Chiefs punted, Quinton Flowers went back to return it. Cole quit, launches it, Flowers lets it bounce. There are a couple of Bengals uh, right there. It might have hit a Cincinnati player on the leg. Again. It did, and the Chiefs recover. Unbelievable. Chiefs will take over at the Bengals' 35-yard line. And that led to a 14-yard touchdown pass from Litton to Dion Yelder that made it 31-10 going to the fourth quarter. The biggest bright spot in the second half for the Bengals was the play of rookie quarterback Ryan Finley. The fourth-round draft pick out of NC State directed a nine-play, 67-yard drive that ended with the Bengals' second touchdown of the night. From the 10-yard line, Ryan Finley catches the shotgun snap, scanning the defense. Now he throws, it is caught at the seven, and Ellis will run it into the end zone for a Bengals touchdown. Blue coverage that time, nobody picked up back out of the backfield. Finley stepped up in the pocket, and he's surveying everything to the right, never came back to the left, stepped up and said, oh my gosh, nobody's got my running back. No linebacker, no safety's got my back out of the backfield. 
little pitch and catch for a touchdown. We're in the locker room with rookie running back Jordan Ellis, who found the end zone in his first NFL preseason game on that touchdown pass from Ryan Finley. It's got to be a nice feeling to catch the ball, turn around, and don't see anybody standing in your way from the goal line. It's definitely crazy. My first touchdown, you know, be untouched, but... I mean, it's definitely, it de definitely still feels surreal. It doesn't even feel like it really happened. But um, I'm just blessed uh, by God to, to have my first touchdown, my first game. I mean, that's, that's just a blessing. And um, I'm just looking forward to many more in the NFL. Finley finished 13 for 18 for 109 yards and had a passer rating above 100 before his final throw of the night was intercepted. I felt really comfortable. Um, it was, you know, just watching Andy and Jeff go before me, I just felt like, uh, you know, going there and just, you know, keep trying to move the ball down the field, and um, I felt really good. In, in, as far as assimilating the offense as it's come on a day-to-day -day basis, everything good for you there? Absolutely. Uh, that's that's part of the fun for for me. Uh, and this offense is it's a pretty uh, it's pretty ingenious offense, and um, you know, excited. Obviously, it was very base tonight, but excited for. Um, you know, for Andy to have just all, all, all those stuff at his disposal. Uh, so that'll be fun. The Chiefs scored the game's final touchdown with 156 to go to win 38 to 17. Like most preseason openers, it was ugly at times. Each team had 11 penalties. The Bengals only managed to cleanly catch one out of four punts, and the Bengals' defense allowed 400 yards, 285 passing, and 115 rushing. Dave Lapham spoke to Zach Taylor in the locker room a few minutes after his first ever game as a head coach. Uh, defensively, you know, I, th I thought initially the guys were in position to make some plays. We just got to step up and make them. And then overall, the physicality and the tackling has got to improve. A lot of guys were in position, um, just looked like they were excited. And then, and so that excitement led to them wearing down a little bit as that game got on. And guys got to step up and rack up and make some tackles. And, you know, we, we had a mind that sticks a few times and, and, let them back in it with some DPIs, and so they'd score on the next play. And then special teams, I thought that the depth has got to step up. You know, I thought the first units played well on special teams. We've got to be better on the punt returns. You know, two turnovers there, that's going to lose you a lot of games. And so um, those guys got to be a little more disciplined. Thinking back to when we met this morning, you said, you know, I want Andy to get the ball out of his hand quicker, and I want him to take a deep shot. I'll be a son of a gunman. He's getting the ball out of his hand, moving it, and like you said, overcoming first and 20 you know, with a holding penalty, and then he took the shot and just that ball was a little bit underthrown, obviously, but it was there for him. So, I mean, the thing unfolded just the way you said it would. Sometimes those deep balls, the easiest ones are the hardest ones, you know, because you think it's such a layup that uh, you don't quite you don't quite throw like you normally would, and uh, it was good. We He got another opportunity there just, just real quick after that and threw a nice ball over there to Odd and Tate, and Odd made the play. So, um, Andy's poise is something that has always really excited me. He's always a very calming influence on the group and doesn't panic, and that showed tonight. So what, what's, what's your message to, uh, to your team, you know, after, after a game like this? Is it to, you know, um, you know, move on, or is it let's learn from mistakes, or is it a combination of all that? What do you do? This is the NFL. That, that should have been a game that came out of the wire, and we'd have a chance to win. Uh, but the turnovers and the penalties are, are going to lose you games in the NFL against really good football teams like the Chiefs. And so fortunately for us, this one doesn't count. We get to turn around to five games and, and uh, you know, correct those mistakes that we made and give our guys a second opportunity. And so excited that we have the quick turnaround and get a chance to go redeem ourselves. Finley went 13 for 1,609 yards and a touchdown pass. Um, what do you think his play just, you know, I know you haven't had a chance obviously to study it, but just eyeball. Very poised, had confidence in him. You know, he was a, a clear communicator in the huddle. His, his 
his helmet didn't work the very first series, and so he had to run back and forth, kind of like he was back in seventh grade, I would imagine. Uh, you know, and it didn't affect him in any way. He, he was poised, got back in the huddle, made good decisions, found the backs when he needed to. We called a couple shots that weren't there, and he just checked it down. And so uh, I'm impressed with his first day. Running the football, I think the longest run from scrimmage, if I recall, was like five yards. And I know you get a, you know, you want you want more than that out of your running game. Obviously, that's that's a point of emphasis uh, coming up. Yeah, you know, and we're not going to ask them to do too much up front in the run game in these preseason games. But it's still the, the plays we got to be called. We got to be targeted correctly and and help those backs out a little bit. So could have been better in the run game, you know. And we'll look to improve that next week against Washington. And now the weird stat of the night: Kansas City is 10-0 all-time in preseason games against the Bengals. When the games count, Cincinnati leads the series 15-14. Now time for post-game analysis with Lap. Let's start with the obvious positive Lap, and that was the Bengals' first drive of the Zach Taylor era. They marched 75 yards and score a touchdown. Andy Dalton very sharp on the drive although he did just miss a long touchdown pass to Josh Malone that was a little bit underthrown, but he bounced right back, led the Bengals into the end zone and had the pleasure of going back to the sideline and basically saying to Zach Taylor, hey, is that good enough for you? Right. Good start. 14 plays, 75 yards. You know, you're right. Uh, sometimes the toughest throw for the quarterback to make is when the wide receiver's wide open and you're just trying to hit a layup, you know, and you miss the bunny, you miss the chippy. So, but he did come right back, throws the ball. Auden Tate makes a great play for him, gets him down to the one-yard line, and then they, they scored the touchdown. So that, that definitely was a positive, and it unfolded just like Zach Taylor had said in the production meeting. He wanted to, he to get the ball out of his hand quickly, didn't want to put him at risk for injury, and then at some point during the drive, take a shot. And it all unfolded exactly that way and ends up 14-play touchdown drive. I thought another positive was Ryan Finley, 13 for 16, you know, well over 100 yards and uh, had a touchdown pass, and I thought that you know, I think he's getting more and more familiar, you know, with the uh, with the offense. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs weren't doing anything real exotic. You know, he got a chance to watch it in the first half, and you know, he said they didn't do anything differently when he got in the football game. So he was he was kind of ready to perform. He, I thought he performed pretty well. The biggest negative giveaways: the Bengals had four turnovers in the game, two interceptions, including one on a hail mary. Right. So you almost don't count that. But they had two opportunities to get the ball after stopping Kansas City, which is hard to do. And when you force the Chiefs to punt, you better be able to field the punt. Absolutely. Put it on the ground three times. Lost two of them. And then, you know, had the two interceptions, one a Hail Mary, like you said. But they scored 14 points off of those, you know, giveaways that the Bengals had. The Bengals got no points off the one takeaway that Hardy Nickerson had. He had the interception in the red zone. So turnovers played a big part in the game. Um, not only turning it over, but leading to points that, uh, you know, 14 of the 21 points you lose by are something that could have been avoided. So, you know, you look at that, you look at double-digit penalties for well over 100 yards. I mean, you know, even in the first drive, they had to overcome a first and 20, you know, and they did so. So, you know, those kind of things, that self-destruction will interrupt momentum and, you know, get you just out of your rhythm of, of play calling and execution. So that that's, that's all going to get cleaned up. Um, you know, the Bengals defense had penalties. They missed a bunch of tackles. I, there's no, no way that they didn't have double-digit missed tackles. So, you know, a lot of times they were in position to make plays and they'd make the initial hit, but, you know, instead of taking them to the ground, you'd just be dragging and getting dragged for, you know, for extra yardage. So um, that, that has to change, and I think it will. 
Last year when the Bengals lost in the regular season here at Kansas City, those missed tackles were a huge problem in that game. They had 18, according to Pro Football Focus, the most that they have ever measured in a regular season game. How much is that? Is uh, how much of that is Kansas City's speed? I think it's a factor. You know, I think that you know you, you get in practice and you're playing at a as fast a tempo as you can in practice, but then. There's game speed, and then there's warp speed, because these guys run, you know, there's a bunch of them that run sub 4-4s. I mean, a half a dozen guys. It is. It's like an Olympic relay team. Instead of a baton, it's a football that they're playing with out there, and these guys can flat scoot. So if you take a poor angle or, you know, you're a, you're a half a gap out of position, they can make you look bad in a hurry, and they square those shoulder pads up and head to the end zone. It's like, wow. I mean, that's some acceleration there. So I think when you make mistakes against the Chiefs, you know, you don't get away with them. You know, they hit you right in the face, and, and the mistakes are compounded because of that speed. A little mistake becomes a massive, you know, big play mistake. 45 years ago, a young 22-year-old Dave Lapham <laughs> made his NFL preseason debut. I know how special that was for you against the two-time defending Super Bowl champion Miami Dolphins at the time. Well, a bunch of Bengals obviously made their debuts tonight. Travion Williams scored a touchdown in his first game. Jordan Ellis scored a touchdown in his first game. Stanley Morgan had several catches. I believe he finished with three. That's a night right. they'll never forget. No question. It, it is a night they'll never forget. And I guess the final thing that we have to worry about is injury. You know, I mean, Clayton Fedulum felt a little bit of a pop, you know, and a little bit of a numbness. And it's like, oh, man, how, how bad is this ankle sprain? And I don't think he'll make the dance on a short week, you know, against the Redskins. And, um, Travion uh, Williams t uh, had, you know, he's got a hit, uh, a rib, a bruised rib. Uh, so there's some some bumps and bruises that guys are going to have to lick their wounds and get over pretty early because this is the the short week that they've got in training camp, and every week after this is at least a full week, and then obviously that fourth preseason game into the regular season they have an extra days with with that Thursday game. So get through this one, lick their wounds, get ready to play, go to Washington, and uh, and unfold it a little bit better. Up next, a Thursday night game in our nation's capital against the Redskins. Kickoff is at 7.30. Now time for this week's Fun Facts interview as we get to know the person under the pads. In this case, it's an interview out of the archives. Shortly after the Bengals made a cornerback out of the University of Alabama, the 17th overall pick in the 2012 NFL Draft. Time for some fantastic fun facts with rookie cornerback Dre Kirkpatrick. You are from Gadsden, Alabama, which has the motto, City of Champions. What does a young man do for fun in Gadsden, Alabama? Uh, just hang out with my friends. You know, sometimes we go dirt bike riding. Um, a lot of outdoor type activities. And, you know, I just basically play with my son most of the time when I'm at home, yeah. You're obviously a star football player in high school, but how about other sports? Did you do other things as well? Uh, I played basketball up to my senior year until um, I messed my shoulder up and had to have surgery. So, you know, it kind of took away from the fun a little bit, but it, it was all right, though. All right, we're doing fun facts with Dre Kirkpatrick. You and your dad both work on Sundays. You're in the NFL, and he's a pastor. Did he have a lot? Have you do a lot of things in the church when you were young? Yeah, um, I sung in the choir. I did ushering. Um, I played the drums mostly, though, you know, um, so... I, I was very active in the church, and that's one of the things that I'm grateful for. Are you a skilled drummer? I'm a skilled drummer, yes. I've been playing ever since I was three years old. How about that? All right. Have you had any other jobs aside from things that your dad had you do in the church? Not really. You know, I probably had some side jobs, maybe, you know, younger, 
but I never just actually had a, a, a active job. All right, Dre, there is a story about you where your dad had this quote, once the task has begun, be it great or be it small, do it well or do it not at all. Yeah. Uh, is that kind of the way that uh, he brought you up to, to do things to the best of your ability? Yeah, that's the way I am right now. And, you know, that, that was some of the reasons that played a part of where I went uh, to school at, and, you know, because every time I did something, I had to, I, had, I finished first off and I did it to the best ability, you know, um, no slacking, no, no days off, just going at it 100%. All right, you mentioned going to school. You went to Alabama, and I've seen the footage of your announcement on the Internet. It's pretty hysterical because you pull out a gym bag. Inside of that, there's a plastic bag. Inside of that, there's a gift box. Inside of that, there's a gift bag. And then the Alabama hat comes out. It looked like you had a lot of fun with that ceremony. Yeah, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to make it fun and just be over creative. And so, you know, it worked out great, you know, but... I was happy that I chose the University of Alabama. That was a big deal. I mean, that was on TV and everything, your announcement of where you're going to college. Yes, uh, it was great. You know, um, just even to be in that position to have the opportunity to even be able to present yourself out to, to the world like that. So it was just it was just an honor. We're doing fun facts with Trey Kirkpatrick. You won two national championships in three years at Alabama. Where are the rings? Uh, my mom got them put in a safe uh, back home so you know they can stay safe and you know a lot of people be in and out the house so we don't want nobody to tip away with them <laughs> you played for Nick Saban I find it hard to believe the dude is in his 60s he seems so young to me yeah you know he, he's very energetic um very focused and serious about what he do um always ready to come to work and you know he's just a great man you know and I look up to him still to this day is there anything about him that we would be surprised to know uh, he has a personality. Um, he don't show it a lot, you know, especially when he's at work and when he's at, in his workplace. But outside of that, he, he's very fun to be around. He, he, he cracked jokes in the meeting rooms all the time. And, you know, he, he always made it fun for us. You know, he, he didn't put a lot of stress on us. Dre, I've read that your hero growing up was Deion Sanders. What was it about Deion that you admired so much? Uh, just the way he presented himself, you know. Um, he didn't change the fact of him going to the NFL make him a different person he always stayed the same person that's what I can t tries to be you know I don't I don't let money or fame change me I just want to be the same old drinking gas and Alabama. how many times have you met Dion and what were the conversations like uh, I met him one time um that was at the combine and um I mean well the draft actually and you know he, he was joking about me about what I had on and you know I, you know it, it was just fun just to be able to be around and see some of the people that I, I grew up looking at and modify my game off of. So he admired the way that you dressed for the NFL draft? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> that was pretty stylish, as I recall. Who put together that look? Uh, I did. You know, I'm very into dressing and style type type things. So, you know, me and some of my friends just thought about some certain things, yeah. All right, as the 17th overall pick in the draft this year, naturally you're, you're well compensated. You get a nice bonus when you're drafted that high. What do you splurge on? Is it clothes or something else? Uh, first off, I had to do it. I had to get my mom a uh, place to live. You know, um, we've been staying in the same house basically 22 years. So, you know, it was time for a change. So we had to get out of there. That's pretty exciting. Uh, who picked that out? Was it a surprise, or did they know it was coming? No, I let them pick it. You know, um, I wanted her to be comfortable, and I wanted her to feel safe. So I didn't want to surprise her with anything and she not be 100% satisfied. So I feel like the best way was just to let her choose. All right. Now, you had to get something for yourself as well. Did you splurge on yourself at all? Uh, not really. You know, 
I really ain't no big spender like that, you know. Uh, you know, I'm just happy God put me in Cincinnati because I would have been anywhere else, you know, a lot of party, a lot of exposed to a lot of different things. So, you know, here it just keep me grounded, keep me focused on what I have at task. As you mentioned, uh, you have a dad, Dre Jr. Uh, how old is he? And then tell me a little bit about uh, your boy. Uh, he's six. Uh, June 1st, he'll be seven. You know, he, he's just very fun to be around. He look ups to me. Um, so I have to watch the way I move, watch the way I, um, certain words that I say. You know, just just actually just being a father, you know, stepping up to the plate because I had to step up to the plate so young. But, you know, I feel like I did a great job at it. And you did a great job with Fun Facts. Thanks for the time. Best <laughs> yes, of luck. Sir. Appreciate it. Thanks. The Bengals' final two open to the public practices are coming up on Monday and Tuesday from 3 to 5 at the practice fields adjacent to Paul Brown Stadium. Hope to see you there. That's going to do it for this week's podcast. If you haven't done so already, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have a minute, please give it a rating or leave a comment. Your feedback's been great, and those five-star ratings help more Bengals fans find this podcast. I'm Dan Horde. Thanks for listening to the Bengals Booth Podcast.